This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 279, the very short Holiday Spectacular episode. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Oh, joy. Hi, everybody. I've never been more tired after a Holiday Spectacular, which doesn't make any sense. This is the shortest Holiday Spectacular we've ever had. Yeah, it was literally the least taxing, but you're the most I'm tapped like, out I've ever seen. You're just like done. I'm just you're super so done. done. I have to pack up all this equipment still, and that feels really jarring. You don't even have no to do reason. that right this second. You could just leave. <laughs> But like you're not doing that. I don't want to come back like, tomorrow. I can't do anything. <laughs> How could I do anything? I just played a like pretty short, <laughs> like a seven and a half, like hour a pretty game short of game of Ti, which for you is crazy. Yeah. I realize it is crazy. Yeah, because you did retire, and we brought you out of <laughs> retirement to play this very reasonably paced yeah. game. Yeah, really uh, crazy. Like half the length. Yeah, half the length of a, like one of our standard holiday spectacular games. It was a good game, I would say. I, I mean, Hunter just sort of won with like no oh, conflict. Everyone was so like, it was the worst win of my life. <laughs> so bummed. You all were just like, yeah, so, okay, Hunter wins. I, I think y'all's level of sportsmanship has fallen to such a sorry place that I can't play with you people anymore. I have to play with like people that can have some level of respect for other human beings. <laughs> but literally, like, I won the game and everyone just frowned. Yeah. And then you were just like, Okay, well, that's it, and it's over now. Bye. Yeah. And then you just like turn the stream to the be right back screen. Yeah. It was not worth. First of all, it wasn't worth playing, <laughs> and it definitely wasn't worth winning. Like, if I had known that it was gonna be such a bummer, I would have just stopped playing. Like, and I don't mean like sabotage my own victory. I would have just mean I would have done the adult thing, which was to just get up and be like, oh. Well, then I don't have to spend this time with you all. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? I could just go do something else. Wow, what a way to win. I could play <laughs> Minecraft, you know? I could do something else with my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you play, You picked Jolnar. I don't know. I picked Jolnar because I thought it was funny because it we was... Just... I had just done the... We yeah. just did the, the tier list episode. Right. And I said that Jolnar fitting. was the best uh, faction. I've never played Jolnar before. That was literally my first time to ever play that's Jolnar. That's hilarious. And that's my point. Jolnar is the best faction because I don't even know how to play them. Yeah. And it was easy. It's yeah. very easy. It's just You were between a Winu and me as Muat, which helps, but also I'm like I mean, obviously Muat could have and should have done something about you. And it's really just sad because like my next action was going to be to do something about you, but I had to get there because of the PDS, mm -hmm. because Jolnar's PDS is just insane. That's the reality of Jolnar is like, and we had our, Sean, you, you and I, I would say, are the two most responsible for enabling Hunter's win. You did a you did an alliance swap, which is certainly helpful in Hunter's defenses, I, and I, I support swapped with. I want to highlight. There's a player I want to highlight that helped me win, which was me. <laughs> I just happen to play a lot of this game and am actually good at it. Like, turns out the experience that I've spent sure. playing this game every week for years. How many games have you played in your whole life, Sean? You think? Estimate. Uh, like 
maybe 30 <laughs> maybe 30 maybe 30 you put I'm more than 30 maybe. this year i want to i'm the one that should get to quit you know uh-huh. what i mean i'm the one that should get to retire from twilight imperium i'm hundreds of games in at this point i'm done i don't want to play anymore that's what this episode is i quit now <laughs> You do the show. I'm I done. never actually quit. It's your bit that I you quit. You do the show by yourself. Right. I quit. I'm <laughs> announcing my retirement. Have just do I, it all. I said we shouldn't do the holiday spectacular, and you talked me into it. You know, I would say though the way that this one was disappointing was just in that just sour moment of just the well, game. You being can't over. play with people who don't play at all anymore is the reality i mean and me too i feel the same way but you and i when we watch sardak nor research dax of animators as their first tech in round one hey that's actually pretty good there's like <laughs> there's actually a lot of talk right now in the sardak nor community <laughs> about researching dax of that's the thing you're just not on that yeah, stuff no you don't, I'm not. you're not in the weird, i'm not in i'm you're not, not in, in my no. weird discord it's okay <laughs> no we've been me and the bug the bug people the bug nation we've yeah. been talking about dax yeah. lately we've been eyeing it <laughs> simple bug folk in the simple bug folk, we've been trying to get our bugs back every. every I do. Day. Here's the other thing: uh, we've never played an eight-player game. That's not true. We have played eight. Player. We did one eight-player game uh, for a holiday spectacular yeah. that was really bad. 2020 yeah. uh, edition, the co- the COVID one edition. Yeah, uh, that one was wild. But we haven't done a seven-player game since TI three, and the seven-player game we played last was Butt Brothers Coalition. This is the first seven player game we have played since that game that's probably like 10 years that's like 10 Legendary. years ago. yeah uh so the today house. was a seven player game our first tr4 seven player game um i didn't hate it i didn't hate having seven strategy cards to pick from it was a little bit on the richer side you knew like yeah diplo or whatever else was going to be taken and that it's just like it felt comfortable i guess it kind of balances out because i mean it's like more things you can do but it's also more command tokens that you need to have yeah it actually felt kind of appropriate in a weird way because i always feel like in a six-player game that if if it's going well if i have a good slice and the game isn't tough then I have too many tokens, yeah. I feel like, for the game to be difficult. Right. But then there's like the moment in seven player when it's like, I want to follow that, but it's extra. It's actually And then there's cost. like another strategy card yeah. that pops and I'm like, I want to follow that too. And that's also extra. Yeah. So that's like kind of a different vibe, I would yeah, say. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I, I was Muat and uh, I sort of alluded to it earlier, but I really was one action away from... Definitely doing something about Hunter. Uh, Hunter had the Shard of the Throne, and Mm -hmm. I I was going to be able to take Primor, but because of Hunter's PDS network, which was well set up, um, it took me a bunch of effort to have enough stuff to maybe potentially do something about it, and it was too slow for me to get it out there, basically. I kept thinking I needed to stall a bunch in round five, which was true, actually, but also I needed to act fast. (laughs) I needed to do a couple things fast and then stall out in round five. Whereas if I had just had Lightwave, if I had done Plagiarize in round four mm. and had my Lightwave ready to go, I would have been able to maybe do something about you. Yeah. That feels I mean, like my critical and I'm, failing. And I'm sure you would have you would have gotten it. You know? I don't think I would have won, though, in the end. So it just would have been pushing it, which is just to like a round hole. six. Yeah, which nobody wanted. Well, and also it doesn't really work when there's a game that has gotten to the late game and... Um, only one person can win. Yeah. That doesn't really work because right. to me, 
Well, I guess it does kind of work in that they could all cooperate to win slay, but where we were at was like half the players wouldn't win in a round six. Right. So what we right. were basically expecting was if the game was to go longer, it would mean that some people that yeah. were definitely not going to win needed to stay for like four more hours, yeah. and that's not fair. It's really funny because mm. midway through round five, uh, EJ was like, Hunter, I can just give you a support th- for the throne and we can end it. And you said, let's hold a vote for anybody who's wa- willing to do that. Do yeah, we want to yeah. just and call no it? One was willing and to no do one it. was willing to do it, even though what's hilarious is we all knew you were just winning anyways. Like I was sitting there like, well, I don't want EJ to do that, but also I know it's, I know we can't stop Hunter. I just I, know that, but I should have just, I should have just voted. And I think if I'd voted, like four more people would have been like, oh, okay, if Matt doesn't care, because I'm the one who had the frown on my face, because I'm always the one with the frown on my face. But if I had just been like, let's just give it to Hunter and be done with it, Hunter wins anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think it also maybe could have just been like more fun for the game to end on a really, like if it was going to be a thing. If it was going to be, I've won. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, everybody hates I, me, but then like if I win and it's like a heel turn, for sure, that's more fun. Yeah, I think for Maybe IRL I need games, to that's play important. like that more. You right. know, I just I think I'm always surprised. Yeah, like I'm always like I'm just playing my game in my head, and then I'm like, oh look, it worked, and then I look up and everyone's just like you know disappointed, <laughs> uh, upset, sad, just because we've angry, seen this <laughs> um, you know, lots of anger. Um, yeah, and I just, I don't, yeah, I don't think that, I think the Holiday Spectacular has always been a bad idea, and I don't know how I talked myself into it, and then how I talked other people into it. Do we it. get to firmly put it in the grave now? Is that the idea? I, I ha- think y'all should continue to do it. No. I just think that I should do my own Holiday Spectacular with, <laughs> with my people. friends, with, you know what I mean? Like, with my friends, like with my buddies, I and then a- y'all can do your Holiday Spectacular with y'all's friends, uh-huh. which is everyone here except for me, I guess. <laughs> That's just like how it is. I we're just it's about being truthful. It's the holidays. I, I you know? think I don't think we should do a holiday spectacular next year. But if we did and we could come up with a good setup for it, here's what I think we should do for next year. Right. You and I do not play and we get to commentate our friends playing. I think it will And be, we get to will, coach them. Like we yeah. can be we can put a hand on the ball and like each of us are in charge of three players. <gasps> Like you're in charge of, or coaches. Can we for do two te- different sets? Can we do teams? We could do an alliance. You guys game. split into two. We pick, really should do each teams. pick like three or four people. Like you, me, and EJ each pick two people, and then we have a six-player alliance. Well, if we had game. like a lineup, yeah. like let's say we did it like basketball style, right, right? Where me, you, and EJ are team captains, yeah. And then we pick from the line. I mean, I'm picking Sean, even sure. though Sean, you you did not you did not have a good showing. Today. I'm picking Chris. Let's be real. Chris is actually the best was, player. I, yeah, Chris, honestly, I was trapped. You were pretty trapped. <laughs> I was tra- there was nothing. What was I couldn't do it? Yeah, I couldn't we played go on the qualifier slices, because... and Sean ended up in the slice with the supernova on the way to Mechatol. So mm-hmm. Sean was just trapped in their slice. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was allied with Will, and I couldn't get through Connor. So yeah. Yeah, it's tough, especially because you can never tell what Connor's going to do when you're sitting next also, to Connor. I, I literally like couldn't move in any direction because Matt was right there, and I was like, "Well, I can't." Yeah. Like, what a, if I move? You and I had a standoff all yeah, game. Yeah, we. I had to. That's, leave my the, guys that's there. what I learned today about Muat. I've not played much Muat. I do. I, I don't think I've never played Muat, but I think I played like only one game of TI4 Muat. Mm. But today was very much feeling the idea that no matter what you do is Muat everyone else is like oh i don't like that i don't like that war son being near me even though it's like a war son and a fighter it's like 
everybody was nervous to have me near their doorstep. I just don't know. I, I actually, with that map, I, I don't know how I could have, I like the, there was so much time I spent looking at that map, just being like, I, I don't, I have no idea how I could do how that. to actually yeah. even get do to this because, Rex or do anything or get useful. any of the other big planets or, yeah. well, like, it was also a dumb objective even just game. I'll get say that out much. of my, yeah, the objectives were not slice. very well rigged. They were just, we did not really passive. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, they were pretty stale. Um, I will say this, like, and this is what I said in the episode. Like, one of the reasons that Jolmar excels is that they start with three structures. Yep. That's probably too much. Yeah. Like, had I is. been playtesting TI4 base game, I'd have been like, I don't know why Jolmar needs, like, two PDS yeah. at home. Right. It's, like, a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, four, we structures, four structures one of the first out. objective, yeah. and it's just like, well, that's a cakewalk. But see, that's the whole thing is my, my whole attitude today was just like, Jolmar is the best faction. Yep. And it's on paper. It's not in actuality. When a bunch of people show up and they're all really good at the game, that's yeah. subject to all kinds of human stuff. There's no such thing as a best faction in sure, that context, sure. basically. Because because it's also based on like, well, what what is in people's heads? Yeah. Like, what's in their minds? How are they How are they thinking about certain factions and how are they responding to them? But I just feel like there's no way to compare the ease at which Jolnar accomplishes like a pretty handful of major obje- yep. objectives Absolutely. that I just, I can't cover that with any other faction. I just feel like if you, if the way to, a, to kind of evaluate the faction is to look at, well, what are their advantages and how do those translate into points? If I were to kind of highlight all of the objectives that Jolnar accomplishes easily, yeah. it's the most right. of any faction. And it's not the most by like a bunch of Titans objectives. is up there. Yeah. There's a bunch of factions that are up There's there. There's a bunch of factions that are up there, but like Jolnar, it's the widest berth yeah. of advantages. I mean, honestly, for me, it mostly comes down to Jolnar doing everything and two and four colors. Yeah. The fact that two and four colors is in unlock is just like, well, I mean, geez, that's it. <laughs> All tech, uh, structures, uh, Control objectives are easier because we have tech, so yeah. then we have this versatility. Yep. Um, and then economy. Like, Spending is the easy. The fact that all of those things are you had like... So, I was amazed how much influence you had this game. You just kept having... Like, when we got to the agenda phase, every time I was like, wait, Hunter has like night 16 influence, like whatever. It just like constantly well, so much more than I expected. I'll say this. So th- this is just something I want to get in there. I played Jolnar, but I also did not get to pick my slice. You yeah, all yeah. picked slices. Right, you were last. And I got stuck with that slice. Yeah. Which I would have picked. Right. That's the thing is y'all it's, left me a slice that I would good. have wanted. Well, I mean, obviously that slice pick was stupid. We we picked because people were just sitting where they already wanted to sit. Yeah, like, nobody really cared. Five of the players weren't evaluating what the slice had. Yeah, had. yeah. EJ just wanted to sit next to Connor. I just wanted to sit next to the computer. Like right. it was a lot of things. Yeah, happening. yeah. There was a lot of arbitrariness to that. But yeah, I just think like again, that's sort of like if you're going to be arbitrary, it's like we're closer to to the faction just being in a vacuum. And yeah. I think in a vacuum, Jolnar, Jolnar. is going to do really, really Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. I felt fine about my Muwak game. I do think I had a chance to win in the status phase. I was on leadership. You were the only person that had a chance there after was, Chris's Chris kind of crashed. Crashed, but yeah, Chris had a shot until Chris, cra- Chris crashed. Chris crashed. Chris uh, crash will make you jump, jump. Uh, <laughs> I needed to do the stage two, which was possible but stoppable but in that leadership stall kind of way where it's like i could have maybe pulled it off after it was too late for anybody to do Mm. anything about it who knows hard to say um so in that way i'm trying to be positive about my muwak game because generally i'm not positive about anything about my ti play after a game and i didn't star forge a single time but outside of that 
I, got, I don't know that that's bad. I don't though. know that that's bad. And I got my commander online really fast, and that felt fine. That felt good. The only thing I noticed about your game that I felt like was a little bit lacking was sometimes you would do Umba and it would be like really late in the round. Yeah. And I would feel a little bit like, I always feel like that, yeah. like when I watch other, not for myself, but when I watch other people play Mua, I always feel like the Umbot comes early and it's very like, these are exactly yeah. the units I, I need I had right tricky now. time. I mean, I'm tricky with plastic already, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm bad. I'm generally bad with pl knowing what plastic to get. And I was because you're so creative in all the other ways. Well, you know what sure. I mean? Like you ended up yeah. well, but you did a round one custodians off of a grav rift yeah. play that was really like I didn't see it happening. Like I had no you idea. You gave me you, I researched agreement gravity drive off of you, and then had the gravity rift slice and got yeah. to take it that way, and yeah. and and had the trade goods. And it's it. like you see stuff like that, and when you see an opportunity like that, you generally take it. I just take you know? it, even if it's maybe maybe even, not the safest or best. Even I just it's take gonna it. Even if it's going to cost you stuff in the mid game, right. you're going to do it, right? Right. And I actually think Muad is not the worst faction to like kind of play that style. I felt safe enough in the late game. Yeah. But the problem is that if you if you kind of transition into the late game and you're not fixing that that plastic issue, it can start to because what I what I kind of did in my head was like. Okay, so if I have a PDS network in Graviton, all I have to do is count how many capital ships you have. Right. And that's all, it, all I, can I just do. haven't have enough shots right. for that. Because right. with Jolnar, you basically get guaranteed PDS hits, right? With right. the reroll. Right. So once I had like, okay, I can account for like almost every capital ship that right. Matt has, it then it all kind of goes away. But if you had like two war sons and like a fleet of dreadnoughts. Sure. Then it, I yeah, would have just I been went, like, well, I, have I started with Fight with Precision, the anti fighter barrage one, which means I started going hard on Destroyer to Destroyers right away. I mean, I got all eight of my Destroyers out by like round three or whatever, mm. which is like fine, except for um, actually doing anything on the board. <laughs> that was all I, all I had was War Suns and, and Destroyers. Right. I didn't even have fighters you didn't to even go have with carriers, my War Suns. Really. I didn't even, I had no yeah. carriers. I had yeah. one carrier on the whole board. Yeah. No, I think that one even died. I had one carrier that I sent to Mechasol, and then it and then died. It died. So yeah. I had no carriers on the whole board. Mm -hmm. um, but I had Prototype War Sun 2 with Gravity Drive. I had four move War Suns. So my opportunities were high, but the ability for people to retaliate to my opportunities was also high, right? Yeah. which is then what always prevented me from doing anything. It's not versatile, though, yes. because if you if you only have two ships that can carry units, exactly. you're basically, while, while those two ships are strong and they can go anywhere... All someone has to do in order to kind of like defend against it right. is account for those two. That's all they. Have, that's yeah. all they have to accomplish. Part of me thinks I should have just swallowed I, Will. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. The, yeah, I mean, basically the whole time that we were in our standoff, I was looking at your like your fleet, and I it was I was kind of at the point where I was like, well, there's there's just not enough. Yeah, there wasn't even enough there to protect the worst. Like I was like, no. I could probably you could pop take it. these. You. Yeah, I I think if you had more TI experience, you would have just jumped. Like like for for Hunter's perspective, if Sean had been like a Carnal or a Kaluin or somebody mm -hmm. or like a Def Piper, like you just would have jumped on me and just decimated my like my game would have been over because at one point you had so much stuff above hope's end that could have just easily stomped me and i was completely terrified of it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah you would have lost some stuff i mean you would have lost a handful of ships but you would have come back from it the whole thing about argent is like you replenish your fleets so cheaply because it's just like destroyers 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 yeah. and so you would have come back from it and i wouldn't have i wouldn't i would have had no fleet to lean back on 
I wish you had had Destroyer 2, though. Yeah. That would have. I was, Strikewing I, Alpha 2. I was close. I was, well, so the tech build I was looking at initially that I kind of wish I had gone for instead of uh, what I ended up with, which was more of an attack heavy, I wish I had gone more towards the production, mm-hmm. like making my fleet cheaper through the base red tech mm-hmm. and, oh, and just AI upgrading dev. ships. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah, AI dev is generally like a like a. It's kind of counterintuitive because you get AI dev and then you qualify for Strikewing Alpha two. You don't have to actually use AI AI dev to get there, but it still makes sense because you're going to save money as you go. Yeah. And Argent generally can get away with just being yellow and red, right. which they're kind of. And with AI dev, you can just get war sons. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have also just gone war sons if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> my saddest thing is how much at the before we even did anything, you and I were like, I mean, basically in my head it was like, we're talking about fires and I'm gonna get war sons to hunter. And then almost immediately we're like, wait, no, I don't need I don't need well, war sons I at all. Afford it. I had a high yeah, yeah. influence slice, yeah. but I didn't have the resources. Right. And that's the problem, is that Jolnar really can only get away with like in um like one thing that's funny about something like a holiday spectacular is that you can't really depend on those really like over the top boat float strategies right. because no one really wants to do that with you mm-hmm. in our group. So a Jolnar that can do war sons is a Jolnar that's doing like E-Res deals. Right. But I knew E-Res was useless right. today. And table. so I didn't get it. And I, I got it at the end of the game just for no reason, sure. just because I, I thought I would use the hero before the game was over and that was fun but yeah um it also made like finishing the game easier but but yeah i i i feel like a jolnar that can afford war sons is a jolnar that is making a lot of money on research agreement i only made every time i sold research agreement i sold it for a buck yeah, that's all basically yeah yeah an x plus two uh, an x plus one or whatever yeah, yeah it's like yeah two, i would say you were getting it for two bucks but still yeah it was cheap it was a cheap research agreement mm-hmm. for sure um and I mean, it was a weird game in general because like nasrok is at the table but we weren't doing black market forgery stuff like yeah all. there wasn't a lot of trading um those were the only two probably like especially tradey factions i mean what argent sardak sar and winu there was yeah. just not a lot to go off of even if people wanted to do more deals who has the money right. at that table like right. sar could have maybe had the money but ej's not much of a boat floaty player either and also ej showed up on a mission which right. was to make sure that connor had a bad time i'm happy to report to everyone <laughs> listening at home connor did in fact have a bad time so there we go that makes up for some of the past yeah you know we did it we, we did, did it. it we made sure that connor and also the most important thing that we have to highlight that if you didn't watch the stream you won't know about but you need to know about now is in the final agenda phase of this game connor really wanted um to get a minister of yeah. science um agenda and then when connor arranged for that to happen ej played confounding legal text on connor and received the minister instead and connor was playing committee formation so we 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 hadn't had this come up before but we we confirmed for ourselves the confounding legal text the action card overrides committee, committee. yeah formation uh the agenda that lets you ste- just elect a player you elect right. a player and then confounding still gets to go after and re-elect a player basically but uh yeah the name the card basically named after connor got to get used against him five years after right connor tries to try to use confusing legal text to win the game and handed it 
to a stranger. <laughs> yeah. So in 2017, the idea of this action card was cooked up, and now it was used correctly on Connor. Beautiful. And there we go. Like that's, <laughs> that's gorgeous. Symmetry. That's symmetry right there. That's gorgeous. not you know. That's not random. That's planned. Yeah. Okay. That's planned. That's fate. Yeah. Um. Well. There's not much else to say about this one. I think it was a fun game. I think it's one actually worth watching. Yeah. Compare, like, I wouldn't actually say that about previous years, and not even all the Holiday Spectaculars have ended up on YouTube, but this one will we'll get up as soon as I can get it up. And uh, it was a it was a good, goofy, fun game that was a normal yep. game that is watchable yep. and, and all of that. So please go check it out just for, even though you've just had it spoiled, what happens. Guess what? By round three, it was obvious, I think, what was going to happen, gonna happen in yeah. that game. So that's not why you should stick around for it anyways. Um, I want to say for uh, just like minor announcement stuff, the tournament starts uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, we're here. We're in it. Right. And um, for players in the qualifiers, you'll get posted on this on the Discord as well. But uh, thanks to the beautiful work of Somber Lord, Somber Lord has risen to the occasion that we put out. We put a call out last week for please help us someone make TTS have a draft tool right, right. and somber lord has done it so you do not have to do an insane manual draft and thanks to raptor 1210 for coming in to get it uploaded into the main mod that should be up before January 1st so qualifiers for your early January qualifying matches and all qualifying matches TTS will have a slightly easier time with that draft than we thought maybe TTS would have TTBG of course has the Daryl support to make that draft very easy so everyone everyone across both platforms can have an easy run uh, at their tournament games so yeah and hopefully you all get done with all of them in two like, months <laughs> how about you all do it in three days how about that three days do 80 33 odd, games a day yeah that's all you gotta do games it's in three just, days well I mean you can do them simultaneously uh -huh. just Absolutely. do them. just burn through them we do Let's have like done. We don't have quite 50 scheduled yet, but we're getting close. And so, yeah, qualifiers, if you're out there, get in on the Discord, get your game scheduled. And uh, we, I would I would love to have these knocked out before the end of February so that we can start prelims in March. Yeah, prelims in March, which, of course, is the round that I'm in. <laughs> I'm because I got to buy to the prelims. I was able Sean, to how that. do you feel about the idea that Hunter hosts a podcast and a tournament and Hunter's playing in the tournament this year? What's your reaction to that? It's your tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And listen, like, trust me, no one running the tournament wants to see me succeed. So, like, it's not going to be an issue. I will receive zero structural advantages. If anything, I have structural disadvantages. Yeah. I bet you when I see whatever game I get put into, it's going to be like a murderer's row. Yeah. You know. You'll I'm have be at least... Four, you will. Yeah, <laughs> you will have at least four players like already trying to eliminate you. Round Absolutely. One. Oh, you got a target on your back. I have literally no you're, shot. You'll be out of there. But yeah, why not? Who knows? Have some fun. Yeah, I'm just trying Live to have a fun little. With it. Yeah. I get to have fun. I get to commentate that game whenever it happens. Yeah, and I hate commentary. So there we go. <laughs> now I could just get that. Could just be over with. I don't like, have to commentate anymore because I'm participating. There you go. That's my commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think... Okay, here's a question I've been thinking about for a little bit now. Okay. Do you think that... Well, has anyone created a like an AI to play T 
ti no at I all? that's a tall so. order no that's that's a lot do you think computers are ever going to be able to beat us at this game like Absolutely. they can chess and go and I, I mean yes things? but also with with any ti player if focus is paid to them you you can prevent anyone from winning right like if you just cared enough you can stop a player from winning right um and and TI is so much weird deals and stuff. It's like I don't know. Can computers play diplomacy? Can computers play can like how good are computers at poker? I don't know. These I, I I'm sure poker's like there are poker player. There are poker computers that can beat some poker players. Can right. poker pl- can poker computers beat Antonio? S- S- what, I can't remember his name now. Daniel Negreanu. That's the most famous poker player. Like no, computers can't beat those players. But. Like an average TI player? I bet there's a computer someday that will be able to beat it. I feel like someday, you know, with with all of the wonderful AI art I've been looking at lately, <laughs> it's all very good, and it doesn't look bad. It's so good at hands. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. But my whole point on AI art is it doesn't look bad. Right. It look real good. Yeah. And it's for free. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I think AI art is great. And I think, of course, if AI art can look as good as it does, which it looks great and you obviously can't tell, you can't tell. That's why it's such a concern is you can't tell. Uh, If they can make art, can they make TI? Yeah, absolutely. They can make TI. They can make anything. The AIs. Yeah. Yeah. They can make a podcast about Twilight Imperium, I'm sure, eventually. If they can play TI, they can make a podcast about it. Yeah, And for all we know... They already are. I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeam Machine, Brassbird, Kaluan, Janine Jedi, Carnal, John, Necrodice Twice, Kindred Spirit, Alice, Lord Raddington, Murderous Troll, <laughs> Old Man G.I., Bagels, M. Lashevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky, M44, R-Wise, Ryan, Salty McScrub, Spirit Thing, and W.H. Chiz. And Sean, Um, I would love it if you would just thank Mama's Lovely Larva for me real yeah, quick. Yeah, come on, Sean. Mama's Lovely Larva. Patience is a virtue, Ethan CCC, my son's also named Abort, Nerf Zerg, Baldrick, Tautiology is what it is, Frank G, Rekka, General Pith, Uncle Batty, Zaldo TX, Servant Venus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Someday robots will take <laughs> over all of TI and there will be nothing that any of you can do. <laughs> you can rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find our website for our Patreon or Twitter at Discord or Merchant SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com and you could send us this Imperium Lifes at SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles at gmail.com. I love you all. I'm tired. This was a 30-minute episode. It was an eight-hour stream. None of this has been long enough to justify my tiredness, but here we are anyways. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, dear. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. (laughs) 